0: everyone this is it so glamorous right this will be the last recording with my old voice um before i heading into voice feminization surgery
1: welcome back i'm going to be responding to a video that a lot of you tagged me in uh thank you for that uh that features uh, a man who underwent vocal feminization surgery so this this man he starts with already kind of a hoarse vocal quality. Uh, and then undergoes the surgery, and it does elevate his his fundamental. but in in, in my opinion, it it comes at a significant cost. Um, I am not diagnosing this person, uh, so so please don't mistake that for this. I am giving my opinion uh, of of this media. Uh, as as somebody that, that is, is uh, trained in this area to an extent.
0: Picking up paperwork, really, and getting it certified, but it's official! It's official! I am non-binary.
1: Woo! So this is before the surgery. Um, I, I'm getting the impression that, that there is a comorbidity. There's something else going on. Uh, just because somebody is trans-identifying and has a history of these surgeries, it doesn't mean that they can't still have a lesion, they can't still have reflux. Uh, they can't still smoke or or drink excessively or or otherwise do something that causes a problem or just have a problem develop naturally. So um, I'm I'm not sure why his voice has this quality. Hey
0: everyone, it's Adriana A. And this is actually the 10-week post-voice feminization surgery update. I did my math wrong on the last video. But anyway, I just got back from Portland where Dr. Thomas stuck a little camera down my throat to take a look to see what's causing that raspy quality we thought it was an infection but it in fact is not but what it is is the vocal cords sort of tore away a little bit one side and there's some swelling so that swelling is similar to polyps that smokers have which is giving my voice this raspy quality
1: so this individual uh, reports that he went in for a procedure called femlar which is uh, feminization laryngoplasty uh, and this involves complete restructuring uh, of the larynx, um, that they actually will shorten the vocal folds themselves uh, and then also will uh, stitch the thyroid cartilage uh, closer to the hyoid bone uh, and that both of these together are supposed to uh, raise the pitch. Uh, and so he went in and got the surgery and then in the two and a half months, the 10 weeks that have followed the surgery, he's developed some kind of lesion that uh, the, the doctor likened to polyps that smokers get and smokers of course get that from inflammation. The tissue changes that come from inflammation, that's a complication that, that he's already developed. However, the pitch and the resonance are, that,
0: are the level that he wants. Uh, it's giving it a more feminine quality, I guess. I don't know, you tell me, do
1: I sound feminine or not? This is where he was at after one surgery prior to the multiple revisions that this doctor is about to sell him, even though apparently the surgery was a success.
0: But uh, all I can do is wait another seven months when I'm fully healed, and then I go back up there and he zaps it with a laser and tries to correct the uh, the vocal cords and swelling. So there's the update.
1: So that was the 10 week, and uh, the next one is the three month check-in, and uh, things are starting to look up. Uh, he, he says that he can still sing at this point. Uh, you'll see that later he loses that capacity.
0: Hey everybody, it's Adriana A, and this is the three-month mark after my voice feminization surgery. Um, Actually, it's not. It's actually like three months and one week, but I totally forgot to post anything last week because I I kind of forgot about it. I'm just sort of living my life right now and living with the voice that I have for now. I'm still six months away from getting a laser tune-up from Dr. Thomas, so... It'll smooth out the raspiness that you, you can still hear, but um, but I can sing. I did karaoke here in Berlin at Monster Ronson's a couple weeks ago. My volume is not as loud as it was before the surgery, but it's still a little too loud for my girlfriend who still complains that I have no inside voice. But overall though, I feel like I sound passively female and that I'm unclockable and that was the end goal.
1: So there's the update. Well, you know what it means when you see the minion filter, which is that we are about to talk about grief and the grieving process uh There are five stages to grief: there's denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, or depression uh and then finally acceptance and In this video uh this this man is attempting to bargain with the reality that he's not in fact satisfied with his outcome of his surgery uh by trying to decide that he still somehow is satisfied uh because he's he got something out of it in his mind. Um, so he's, he's, he's trying to make that lemon into lemonade. It's a bargaining. He's not yet accepted what's happened.
0: Hey, it's Adriana A. And this is the voice feminization surgery update after six months. As you can tell, it's not going great. Um, my voice quality is pretty bad and it's getting worse, actually. I mean, I guess the good news is, is I guess I sound
1: female. In addition to his doctor, how many people do you think in his life are telling him and reassuring him, yes, you sound female now. That's exactly how a female sounds. You don't sound like a male who had voice feminization surgery. It's not like that's an entirely like clockable sound to a voice.
0: But the bad news is, is I sound like a girl who just always has a cold in the words of my mother. Um, it, it feels fatigued. I have no volume. Like I work in loud, a loud nightclub, people can't hear me or understand me. I, it's hard to, it's hard to communicate.
1: So we took somebody who was, uh, functional and, uh, did not have any vocal complaints that he's mentioned, uh, to the point where he was comfortable risking his voice for, uh, the possibility of changing the pitch for gender reasons. Um, and now he's left with, uh, fatigue, uh, inability to generate volume. Uh, people are understanding him it's affecting him at work uh he sounds ill you know in a, in a, in a post-pandemic mindset world you know that 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 might have implications at some point that, that might, might cause a problem for him um and i know there was a
0: complication with my vocal cords tearing away and i just really hope that it can be fixed because i don't know if i can live with this i've been incredibly depressed about My voice quality, yay.
1: Dysphoria cured.
0: Hey everyone, it's Adriana and this is the voice feminization surgery update. I'm actually getting ready to fly back to Portland, Oregon, way too early in the morning, but I've got a follow-up appointment with Dr. James Thomas, he's gonna be sticking a camera down my throat, try to figure out what the hell went wrong. Cause it's now been seven and a half months, and this is not how my voice is supposed to sound. As you can tell, I'm pretty raspy. I've got no power, no volume. Uh, it's been very challenging trying to speak in loud environments, or when I talk a lot, like say when I'm live streaming, uh, or when I'm you know in a club. I'm a DJ, an MC, a performer, and like just trying to talk over loud music i lose my voice it has been very very frustrating so uh hopefully we're gonna zap it with a laser.
1: Just... laser
0: it's gonna get tweaked it's gonna get fixed think positive thoughts
1: and i will keep everyone updated now it's starting to sink in that this might not be something that uh, going to go away anytime soon it's starting to hit him how uh, profound a disability something like this is how it's affecting him at work how it's it's uh, affecting him in his hobbies uh, and it's just not how his voice is supposed to sound it's not what he expected it's not what he signed up for um, and so the the bargaining cope of well at least it sounds female is is like fading away and he's he's starting to to realize like you know I'll give this person one more shot and then I and then I'm moving on
0: It's Adriana, and this is The Voice Feminization Surgery Update. It has now been eight and a half months since I had femlar with Dr. James Thomas in Portland, and two months after he did a laser revision surgery that basically stiffened up the vocal cords, and you can tell they're still pretty stiff. I'm still raspy, and I've got no volume. I cannot speak in loud environments at all.
1: I think it's important to reason from first principles so that you can independently derive uh conclusions uh that you may have heard but forgotten uh the first principle here that i've said before is that inflamed tissue that stretches scars uh, inflamed tissue that doesn't stretch also scars but i struggle in my mind to come up with an idea of a a tissue that's not in some capacity being stretched just by existing um if, if you have an idea leave it in comments in this case, we had a person whose uh, tissue was inflamed by being cut, and then by being repositioned and stitched together, uh, leaving their tension on on the stitches themselves, uh, and and new tension that wasn't there before, so that this this uh, structure can be can be forced into a new a new shape. Um, so I've, after looking up what the the femlar involved, I've, I've been terming it the the stitch. So so you have to squish it first, then you stitch it, and then and then it, it stays squished that means that there's, it's, it's under some, some degree of novel tension in addition to the normal tension it was already under. So you, you, in the voice especially, you know, the vocal cords are stretched across the body of the larynx like a violin string all the time. And so we cut into those and we squished them together and we stitched it and then they got all inflamed and this inflamed tissue that was being stretched all the time from breathing, from talking, from moving, it scarred. It stiffened up like cooked meat. It lost some of the flexibility because it was inflamed like meat on a grill is being exposed to flame and it's reacting similarly for similar physical reasons, uh, as, as the other kind of inflammation, you know, they call it that for a reason. And so, so it's, it's, uh, his vocal cords have stiffened up and this means that they have lost that, that fluid motion, um, that, that he had prior to all of this that allowed him to, to sound like he did not have a, a voice disorder. Uh, which is is how he currently sounds in this recording which is why he says he sounds sick and their solution to that was to go in and inject uh, steroids i'm assuming by steroids we're talking corticosteroids because that's that's generally what's given for um, inflammation related problems and so i i I would imagine you know that i came across in my my research for this video uh, another case study where they injected testosterone directly into the vocal folds of a, a woman that wanted to transition um, in the male direction in order to masculinize her voice, but I don't I don't think that's what's happening here. I think that they used regular um, anti-inflammatory steroids to try to calm this inflammation and restore some of the tone to the, the vocal uh, tissues. Um, and and uh, so we'll we'll see if if that worked, however, um, you know, a a small amount of inflammation is also caused when you do that. And, and, um, anti-inflammatory drugs can, can also cause other sort of tissue changes because inflammation is part of the normal maintenance process of, of maintaining a tissue. You don't, you don't want there to be inflammation, but the processes that underlie that, um, are not left alone when you're adding this other chemical to change everything. So, so you can end up triggering other processes that, that change the flexibility and, and the structure of, of, of the tissues themselves, um, through the use of, of, uh, steroids.
0: So I went and had um, a second opinion from Dr. Catherine Young in San Francisco and today she's gonna stick two shots in my vocal cords, one on each side, steroid shots in an effort to loosen up the vocal cords allowing them to vibrate more. Hopefully I will regain volume and uh, I won't be as raspy and quiet and we'll see if that helps fix the problem. But let me tell you, voice feminization surgery, zero stars, would not recommend. It has been a fucking journey.
1: I do have to award credit for the fact that he is saying he does not recommend this. Uh, don't do it, it was a bad idea, uh, rather than the other cope that we see, which is that, you know, I don't regret my decision to get the surgery. I just, I only regret the surgeon I chose, or I only regret the, the um, surgical style I chose, but, but the actual decision itself is, is beyond question. Uh, it, it seems like uh, this person is is willing to stand up and say, no, this, this just shouldn't have been done. They shouldn't have tried this at all. Hey everyone, it's Adriana A. And it feels like it's been forever since I've done one of these,
0: but it is time for the 10 month post voice feminization surgery update. A few weeks ago, I had steroid shot injections to help loosen up the vocal cords after they got stiff after my second surgery, which was a laser revision, to fix the first surgery that I had in
1: April. It's quite a ride that he's been on. Uh, So they cut his vocal cords and this immediately led there to be uh, some kind of nodule, some kind of inflammatory lesion. Uh, They went back in and attempted to laser away the spots of inflammation, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. why why burning it more would be the answer like is, is that how we treat cuts on other parts of our bodies Is is by is by lasering it away so uh that created additional problems uh then they went in and injected it with a substance to kind of calm the inflammation and we're in a situation where it's like well we had a mouse problem and then we got cats to deal with the mice but now we have a cat problem so you know then we got gorillas to deal with the cats and now we have a gorilla problem so what do we do one common side effect of uh, topical corticosteroids the use of corticosteroids is is to cause the skin to atrophy and i would imagine if that happens in the voice because you injected the steroids directly into the vocal tissues um, that that would create a similar problem that he's about to describe where the sides of his uh voice don't approximate they don't they don't get close enough to each other Fortunately, we 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 have a solution to that. There there is an answer to the problem of too many gorillas. We've we've got another another dream deeper we can go.
0: Um. So this is what we're dealing with. Um. The raspiness is still there. My vocal cords are undulating and vibrating, so that's good. But the raspiness is caused by the vocal cords not closing all the way, allowing air to get through it, uh, which means that I'm always gonna sound like the girl with the cold unless I get a third surgery, which will be vocal cord implants to help seal uh, uh, the gap and uh, stop the rasp and hopefully smooth out my voice. Yay.
1: I'm really interested to know what kind of implant they're planning to use here. Um, I I know that people who operate in this area uh, of the the inside of the face and neck um, will sometimes inject silicone into the tissues in order to approximate, to bring together uh, muscles and, and other structures that are not approximating correctly. I've never heard of that being done inside of the vocal folds but but uh you learn something new every day um it it, it does seem though like this is going to create more problems than it solves uh to actually add tissue to the vocal folds themselves which are of course moving around and stretching around constantly and and need to have a, a consistent fluid motion um so if we're, we're trying to add some bulk to get them to come together I feel like that's gonna that's gonna affect the motion especially since the structures are already kind of excessively stiff maybe they got a little bit less stiff from the injection but it sounds like they may have also lost some bulk because now we've got this whole discussion of if the vocal folds not meeting in the middle so you know what's 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 actually going to be the likely outcome because at some point you know you, you have to you have to cut your losses apparently they used to use teflon of all things, to inject into the voice to treat this problem. One complication was that the Teflon particles then migrated to distant organs uh, and created granulomas. But at least the gorillas were taken care of. Rest in peace, Harambe.
0: Okay, it has now been 15 months since my first voice feminization surgery. spent $20,000, had three different procedures. This is probably about as good as it's going to get.
1: So let's do a little before and
0: after, but we are not going to do the tired Rainbow Passage.
1: The Rainbow Passage is uh, a very old uh, passage that's been used in speech therapy for a very long time. Uh, I believe it first appeared in a 1960 um, uh, articulation drill book, Uh, and and since then it's just kind of the go-to passage for measuring how somebody's voice changes before and after an intervention, such as uh, um, before and after taking testosterone or estrogen or in this case, before and after, getting the voice feminization surgery. And the idea is that we're able to record the voice um, when it's doing the same task before and after um, and, and more directly compare uh, how things have changed um, by, by controlling for the things that can be controlled. Instead, we are going to do lyrics from a
0: late 80s UK band called Pop Will Eat Itself. Here goes, before and after. One, two, check, high-tech in stereo. Quad row, any way you go but loose. One, oh, oh, one uses. We got the juice, the bruise, the fuse.
1: So as as you can see that there was uh, some hoarseness preceding this intervention uh, at his baseline, but you can also hear from the, the other recording before the surgery that he was still uh, much more easily getting into the a mode where, where he was able to produce um, a, a stable, like resonant frequency uh, in his voice and, and generate some of that resonance that you hear as like the vocal tone. And in the post-surgical um, video, that's that's basically all fallen out. And uh, he, he's very rapidly losing the, the sustained, like, uh, periodic uh, motion of, of his vocal folds it's it's like they're getting either dampened or they're they're weak or they're reactive for some reason maybe because they got cut into he's not able to sustain that phonation it would appear from this video
0: the volume in this room is much too groomed we need a big bad boom noise ko disco inferno hey ho yo let's go let's rock the show
1: So whereas I I would be able to make a tone of like, let's rock the show and have a kind of sustained tone filling up most of the, of the time period from start to finish. Uh, in his case, it's, it's the, the, there's that loud impulse from the start of the word. And then it's like the rock, the show, like it falls out in the middle of it because, because as as soon as it starts to kind of sustain it, something is not, not working right. And so it is, it is, it is, uh, disrupting the periodicity of the vocal folds they have to move in a periodic motion in order to generate um, an audible tone that's a consistent pitch and a consistent volume and that requires a consistent airflow um, or vocal training and and skill so so his vocal mechanism it would appear is no longer able to um, handle the dynamic demands of this of producing speech Uh, without having excessive uh, interruptions in the phonation, the actual production of the voice.
0: Blow the speakers, see them glow. So now you know. It's not what you do, but the way that you do it. The speakers you blew, but the way that you blew it. P-W-E-I always knew it. We'll teach all this in a song. It won't take long, did it? We're through with it, hit it.
1: Interestingly, what does appear to be the case is that this person's Surgery to feminize their voice was uh, successful. The fundamental pitch, the lowest frequency that the voice is is, uh, firing at in a stable fashion and sustained fashion um, Is higher in in the after video versus the before video But the voice is a complex instrument and when you you tweak it uh, To change uh, one facet of it. You might have implications in other the functioning of other parts of it so uh, if this individual were, were going to pursue a, a deeper understanding of why their voice is the way that it is, so probably what he would want, what I would want for myself if I were in his predicament, is that I would want additional uh, evaluation of the the functioning of the vocal folds themselves, uh, preferably through, through a, a stroboscopic evaluation that w- would involve um, flashing lights on the actual vocal folds uh, and quantitatively measuring uh, how how they're moving in space uh, across time. To explain video stroboscopy, I'm uh, taking from an article by that name, by uh, Silas Chow and Seung Jin A. Song. Video strobos- endoscopy with stroboscopy, also known as video stroboscopy or just stroboscopy, is the most common method of visualizing vocal fold vibration and is an essential tool for voice assessment. Uh, During phonation, the vocal folds vibrate at high frequencies, too rapidly to be perceived by the naked eye. Stroboscopy is used to visually slow down the vibration in order to facilitate assessment. Uh, It uses a flexible or rigid endoscope combined with a microphone and a flashing strobe light. Uh, The microphone is placed next to the larynx and is used to estimate the fundamental frequency, and the strobe frequency is then synchronized at a rate slightly below The larynx's fundamental frequency thus capturing successive phases of the glottic cycle Uh, and then historically the slow motion effect of stroboscopy has been mistakenly attributed to other factors um, but it's it's a direct result of the visual perception of flicker-free images when the frequency of the strobe lamp exceeds 50 hertz so basically the light is flashing on moving vocal folds and if the light flashes just right, you get um, the illusion that the actual movement of the vocal fold has slowed down, so that you can actually see it. What's really happening is that you're you're seeing um, this is happening really fast, but you're only seeing part of each cycle, and it's stacking up to look like the whole thing is smoothed out. Um, but it, it's 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 a, a very useful assessment to get a really good um, image about what's what's actually happening when the the voice is in motion. Treatment of something like this, it it depends on the cause. There's other exercises that can be done to um, improve the amount of breath support that's being used in speech and that will kind of reduce the strain on the voice itself Uh, and that's something we can we can teach in therapy. I would be curious also whether uh, this person's surgery had any impact on their swallowing. Um, I wouldn't automatically expect it to but but it's it's possible um, depending on on how it's specifically being done that you could end up with some scar tissue that Im- impeded the movement of the larynx the the elevation and excursion of the larynx going up and forward in a three dimensional space so it's it's probably very dependent on, on on the the individual patient factors I wish this person the best of luck in coping with uh, their voice.